taking you on a journey for the pursuit of PPC. Welcome to PPC Rockstars. Get ready to rumble through the latest PPC news and views from around the blogosphere. Learn from our hosts and the PPC pros that will take you to the promised land of PPC profit. We're cashing in the clicks with the PPC Rockstars. Here's your host, David Zatella. Yo, PPC friends, it's another episode of PPC Rockstars, and we have a repeat rockstar on the show. Anybody that's uh, uh, hung out in PPC chat knows the name Kirk Williams of Zato Marketing, founder, owner, and uh, head strategist for Zato Marketing. Based uh, where, Kirk? Uh, We are in Billings, Montana. Billings, Montana, which is where in relation to Bozeman and Missoula? Yeah, so we are, let's see, we're, we're actually going to be east of um, both, you know, Missoula is further west than Bozeman, let's call that the middle of the state, and okay. uh, then we're a little bit further east still of Bozeman, so. Gotcha. And um, I think last time we, we spoke, you said that you have never been to Glacier National Park. Right? <laughs> yeah, I still have not. It, it is on the bucket list. The problem is, is it's a good, like, seven or eight hour drive from where yeah. I live. Truly, um, and we have the kids, and so it kind of has to be a big long trip. Sure. So, we're we're trying to gear up for it someday. Well, uh, go in June or July, and uh, bring a couple of uh, maybe hockey sticks. <laughs> and what you can do is you slide down your butt on glaciers. Oh. You know, basically, it's it's warm enough in July that the glaciers are, that it, that you can wear t-shirts and shorts. And the glaciers are still there, so you can just kind of slide down. You'll see, you'll see p- pictures and old photos of uh, people doing it uh, at the turn of the century. It's a cool. blast. I've done it before. Watch out for the uh, mountain goats, though. They're yes, very, they're very hungry. They don't want to get headbutted by one of those. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, I asked you on uh, when we were both speaking at the State of Search conference in Dallas. Excellent conference. Highly recommend it. Um, and you had a fascinating presentation, which you called "When Good PPC Goes Bad," which is a very provocative title. But it turned out to be something different than what I thought it was going to be. It's more about the clients than it is about the PPC campaigns. So, why don't you kick it off? When does PPC go bad, and and what what should uh, uh, agencies and consultants do about it? Yeah. So I wanted to go. I wanted to go at it from a little bit of a different place than I I hear a lot of sessions in that go, um, which sometimes can be dangerous. (laughs) Um, But yeah, my my thought was, okay, so for us PBCers, you know, a lot of us are going to be technical practitioners. We do, we do audience targeting real well. We try to do keyword targeting real well. We, we, you know, let's just say that for sake of argument, we do PBC really well. and, and the, the fact is, though, that we can really do it well and that it can still fail um, because there are going to be elements of the marketing process that are, that are outside of us PPC practitioners' abilities, right. um, especially then that's going to be more client side. And so uh, obviously, so, so a, lot of, a lot of talks, a lot of blog posts, a lot of stuff that we talk about in PPC land, and rightfully so, is all... Uh, is often on the side of technical technical PPC, right? How do we how do we run better ad tests? How do we do this stuff better? And yet, there's kind of this entire massively significant side 
of of that as well that can still mean we lose an account even if we do things technically well and so mm-hmm. basically how do we identify hey here are some here are some things that could be hurting our PVC account from from a, a client side perspective or you know if you're in-house maybe from boss or other you know other aspects of marketing um, and how how can we identify those and then at least help solve for those right so what are the most uh, common issues you come up you you encounter that uh, threaten the the relationship or threaten the perception of success or failure mm-hmm. yeah so th- this is this is fairly anecdotal to my experiences um, and so it's one of those things where hey someone could have some great ideas for other things but what I've identified is I, I said there were kind of two categories of ways that things could fail to try to lump them in a little bit uh, in organizing them um, the first one being like a process failure and then the second one being understanding failure um, and so basically there's kind of this category of let's just say process and that is a, a fairly practical like if, if a client's website like let's say a client's cart just fails like right. like someone goes to put something in their cart and like they, they go to push the checkout button and they get a 404 page, right? right. Um, that is an example of, hey, you did every single thing right in PPC and yet your account can still fail. And this is oversimplified, obviously, in this instance, but you know, you did everything right in your PPC, but the, your account can actually still fail because guess what? They, they literally cannot check out. Um, mm-hmm. And again, somewhat oversimplified, and, and I, I shared a, a number of different examples um, of, of ways that something on in the process of the client side, almost like physical, like things like checking stock status, uh, keeping an eye on competitor pricing, kind of these elements that don't really have anything to do with your technical PPC in one sense, but in, in the other sense, they have everything to do with it because they can that can still be you know, the, the difference between success or, or failure. Um, right. So. So what happens if, if the um, shopping process fails and the client says, what happened in my PPC campaign? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's where um, what, you know, what I tried to do in my session was kind of give us some thoughts on how, you know, at, at the end of the day, that's outside of our control, right? The the vast majority of us PBCers aren't going to be able to say, oh, hey, the shopping cart failed and go in, pop open WordPress or Shopify and, and fix it. Right. Um, so I think that a key part of where we will continue to grow in our value, as well as being able to demonstrate, um, not, not in a real defensive, like this isn't my fault way to the client, but in kind of demonstrating um, in some ways, putting some some you know good uh, onus of responsibility on them as well in terms of hey this is a shared partnership I think that we as PPCers need to be able to start getting better at identifying when when are these when are these things happening uh, in process failures and how can we see that in in our data that will start queuing us off more and more to the fact that that hey um, uh, this this shopping campaign is set up really well. It should have worked. It's not working. I'm starting to be able to see from the data because I've seen this before. I think there might be a competitor price issue going on here. Mm-hmm. We can investigate that. We can tell them. Um, we start to get beyond just what is happening in our in our technical campaigns. Good point. And we, you and I talked a, a bit about um, 
the importance of, well, in my opinion, uh, the, the number one key to any company's customer satisfaction is setting expectations at the very beginning and then uh, meeting those expectations or um, exceeding them. Um, and you and I talked about uh, how one, uh, if one is a consultant or agency in the PPC world, should uh, structure their agreements and their early conversations to make sure that it's understood what will be done uh, in the in the PPC management process and what, what will not be done. So, so what are what are the things kinds of things you're kind of warning clients about up front? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think that kind of goes a little bit into that second category too, which is more of the understanding failure side. Um, and basically, you know, process failure that I talked about, something has broken in process and understanding is maybe something that um, a client is failing to understand in terms of how marketing works, how attribution works, things like that. And so some some of what we'll do, as you said, in setting expectations is try to get really good at at noticing when we are especially like in a pitch process when I'm talking to a prospect it's it's I'm starting to get better at being able to identify hey this person uh, does not understand attribution there is there is going to be a a real hardcore uh, push for directly tying every single bit of things to a last click very specific ROAS goal mm-hmm. which is is not going to help us in any way with you know, marketing campaigns that have to do with raising brand awareness and all that. And so that might be a time to read that situation um, and and be able to even directly speak into that. Um, you know, maybe that starts with questions. Hey, what do you, you know, you've given us this hard ROAS goal. Uh, what are your thoughts in terms of these these brand awareness campaigns? How do you see brand awareness working into that? And then stop, you know, let let them let them let them communicate that. Get an idea of of, of how they're thinking on that, um, and and maybe that does look like as you and I had discussed too. Maybe that even looks like working something in specifically into like statement of work or that in terms of this is what our abilities are. We're going to drive this high quality traffic, um, but we will have limitations that we'll need you to partner on with us on in terms of. Uh, you know, conversion conversion tracking has to work. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if we're going to be, you know, conversion goals are going to be what we're held to. Conversion tracking needs to work. Uh, landing page testing. You know, blah blah blah. Um, exactly. Hey, listen. Uh, speaking of brand awareness, we have some sponsors that uh, want to emblazon their brand on our listeners. So, <laughs> Kirk, uh, stay with us, and listeners, don't go away. PPC rock stars. We'll be back after we click through our sponsors. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. 
Ready to do a podcast for your business? Make that podcast elevate to enterprise level. Let WebmasterRadio.fm expedite and execute your podcast to build your brand and broaden your customer base. WebmasterRadio.fm has worked with the world's biggest tech brands, Google, Yahoo, and Bing, and have worked with fast-growing brands like ShipStation and GoDaddy. Now it's your turn. Contact brasco at wmr.fm and rush your enterprise-level podcast into production at a very reasonable rate. Email brasco at wmr.fm. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. The pursuit of PPC continues. Welcome back to PPC Rockstars. Here's your host, David Zatella. And we are back with Kirk Williams of Zato Marketing, talking about um, how to set expectations with clients so that they will uh, be satisfied at all times. Uh, Let's talk a little bit about how you handle uh, clients that have complaints. I ran into one today, as a matter of fact. Um, well, before we get into that, let's talk. Let's let's segue from from what we were talking about before, and that is setting expectations up front. Um, do you include in your in your agreements or in your discussions any any conversation about uh, what they should expect in terms of uh, how often you communicate or how long you communicate? That, that's a good question. That's something that I've started to do more. <clears throat> I know that there's a lot of different ways to do this. Um, so I've, I've started to identify like, hey, for certain size clients, this is pretty much an average, let's say, amount of communication that we have. Um, and I'll, I'll usually note that and then note that because we're at least for Zato, you know, this is always going to be based around what our biases are. For my agency, we're such a technical paid search agency specifically that if if we work with an overly communicative client, um, that basically means we're forced to either spend lots and lots more time on them because which which is going to impact other clients, um, you know, or or that means we'll start doing more communication for them and less work in their accounts, which we don't like that because we want to do great work in their accounts. Sure. And so we've started communicating that up front, saying, "Hey, we want to do great work. We also don't want to make other clients suffer. We don't we don't want to make you suffer with other clients." And so here here's the scope. This includes this communication. Anything above this is going to be charged at an, at an hourly rate. Um, right. So. And do um, you have to enforce that? How, how frequently have you had to really um, kind of clamp down on clients for communicating um, more than is reasonable? You know, so far, not really. Um, you know, I don't know if some of that is just part of, you know, sometimes when you introduce something to say, hey, this is this is what's av- this is what's normal. Um, and then, by the way, there's there's going to be a fee above that. You know, sometimes it seems like that alone is enough where 
people are maybe just a little more cautious. Um, I've definitely not had as much, uh, really almost any communication issues where I would say in the past, especially when I was starting out, um, you know, I, I kind of let myself over communicate a lot. And, and so some of that I think is just figuring this out. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you. The, um, I have found that if you discuss it in the uh, proposal or agreement and you bring it up in the context of the launch call or the the onboarding process, that uh, if you basically say, look, we're going to uh, respect your time and um, we hope that you will respect ours, that uh, it pretty much doesn't become an issue. I've never had to. I have a clause in in our our agency's contract, and I've never had to enforce it. Yeah, I think I've had to. I've had actually. Let me let me take take that back. I have had to say uh, to clients, um, you know, we've had we've had uh, four phone calls in the first two days of this week. Um, do you mind if we communicate mostly by email for the rest of the week? Mm-hmm. That kind of thing. And it's always, you know, if if it's if the if the spirit is I respect your time, let's all respect each other's time, that kind of thing, then uh, it's it's always palatable. Mm-hmm. One one thing too with communication is I've I've been very guilty in the past of allowing myself to be over communicated to. Um, so if you know someone had an email, I'd shoot back a response five minutes later. They shot back a response. I stopped working what I was doing. I shot back a response. <laughs> Um, I was basically allowing myself to get super interrupted and continuing that conversation. And, and, and again, I'm, I'm talking, you know, as probably as you know, as listeners know, I'm talking, you know, maybe questions about something. Hey, why is this CPC like this? We're not talking emergency stuff where something had to get, you know, settled because an account had dropped. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and so some of that too is I've, I've just gotten a little bit better personally at if it's not an emergency, you know, I'm, I might take 24 hours to respond and reset expectations a little bit. And as I've done that, I've experienced absolutely no, to my knowledge, no real pushback on that. Um, maybe there was like one or two times where someone mentioned it. And like you said, I just politely explained that, Hey, I'm, you know, working on some other things. Um, yeah, so I think some of that also is what you allow yourself to be um, in Clearly. terms of communication. Yep. How about um, clients asking for things that are outside of the scope of, of the project? Mm. Um, would Would you like me to quote you for that? <laughs> <laughs> I, I will be happy to send over uh, a, a quote for that additional work. Right. Um, yeah, I think I've, I've, um, again, I was, I was, I was pretty guilty of that. Some of that, um, <clears throat> especially, you know, people listening who are, who are maybe starting out as a consultant or that. To be fair, like there's a level of where, you know, when you start out, kind of, in some ways, how you can make a name for yourself a little bit uh, beyond the agency names that everyone knows is sometimes it really is because people can get you on the phone whenever. So I, I do understand that um, sometimes there's a level of you work a little bit maybe harder than you should in the beginning. And sometimes that's natural to starting a business. Um, right. But definitely something else I've, I've started to respect more is, is processing things out, having a scope on that, being, being happy to note 
um, hey, no worries. We'd as someone, um, uh, I think it was the the CEO of Cardinal Path. I had uh, I was trained in a few courses by him once with a Google thing, and I think the way he said it was yes, but. Um, which would would basically be oh sure you know we you know if it's if we're able to do it yeah we'd absolutely love to help you with that um, but <laughs> uh, how, how here are our priorities now so what would you like that to replace which of the which of these tasks we normally do would you like that to replace or yes but that will include uh, this additional this additional fee or or something like that so for for your agency. Um, what kinds of work are, are what kinds of work are considered out of scope and um, would need to incur an additional charge or either either that or you've got to refer them to somebody else? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, some of what we've seen I'm trying to think some of what we've seen practically for us it would be very very clearly would be services. And that's not too hard for us because we're so niched out to paid search. Mm-hmm. Someone's like, hey, we want you to do email marketing. That's a pretty easy one. Sorry, we don't do that. Right. Um, but maybe for us what it looks like sometimes with scope creep would be a client saying, uh, hey, so we've been, we've been doing this successfully. We're, we're thinking about this new side project here that we'd really like you to do. Could you, you know, could you build out some campaigns and build out this remarketing list and let's let's give this let's give this a try. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> you know, that might be an example of of where we'll we'll note that. The um, the line I love is, um, do you think you could give us a little input on our email marketing campaigns? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, and then all of a sudden you're copied on every email and. Yeah, that kind of thing. Yep. So um, churn is is inevitable. What? Do, what? How do you handle a client that says uh, this just isn't working for me? Um, I want to get out of the relationship. Yeah. So um, we're, you know, again, context. We're going to be a smaller agency. We don't. We don't really have a high amount of churn. Good. But some of that is just going to be, you know, as, as I've noted to you, we're going to be, this is some of my personality. I'm going to be just a little bit pickier probably than the normal agency who really wants to grow big and sell someday type of deal. Um, right. So that might be part of that puzzle. Like we don't experience a ton of churn, but probably that's because I, I try to do quite a bit of work and investigation into the process. Um, so it's kind of both of us really excited about that from the beginning. Um, to, to be completely honest, I don't know if there are many, if any clients I can think of that we've lost over the years that I wasn't ready to say bye to. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if there's ever, you know, I can think of some clients where we, we kind of mutually agreed, like, hey, you know what, agreed, this is not a great fit for us. We're, we're going in different places strategically. We want to do all this stuff, X, Y, Z with accounts, or with the way we're organizing things. You don't want to. We've been talking about this for six months. We're not on the same page. Right. It might make sense for you to find someone who will manage the accounts the way you want to. Um you know, so yeah, so I, you know, some of that I think is um, c- communication is huge, right? Uh, having lots of commu- being being willing to have kind of 
communication, being willing to have hard, honest conversations. Um, like I said, you know, we're, we're small enough where, you know, we're, I don't know if I've ever received an email or call from someone where it was just this just shocking surprise that they were interested in leaving just because for whatever reason, you know, like I said, there'd been quite a bit of communication up right. until that point. Sure. Um, hey, speaking of communication, guess what we've got coming up? That's right. <laughs> words, words from our sponsors. Hold on. And listeners, don't go away. PPC Rockstars. We'll be back after we click through our sponsors. Celebrating the best in online advertising, the Web Marketing Association presents the 2018 Internet Advertising Competition Awards. Submit your banner ads, email ads, rich media, online newsletters, websites, and social media campaigns now by going to www.iacaward.org. Deadline for entries is January 31st, 2019. All winners will have their entry highlighted on the Internet Advertising Competition website, as well as receive a handsome trophy to display or a personalized certificate of achievement. Be honored among your online advertising peers by submitting your entry into the Web Marketing Association's 2018 Internet Advertising Competition Awards. Go to www.iacaward.org now. There are over 70 million active podcast listeners in the U.S. WebmasterRadio.fm reaches them all with the largest global distribution of any online business-to-business podcast network. We can target and place your message in front of those active listeners immediately. Now, your message can be delivered with less commitment and investment on over 20 hours of weekly original content hosted by the most respected names in digital marketing. Thanks to an exclusive private offer available for a very limited number of companies. But you must act fast. Email brasco at wmr.fm and get your message delivered now. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. The pursuit of PPC continues. Welcome back to PPC Rockstars. Here's your host, David Zatella. And we are back in the home stretch with Kirk Williams of Zato. And Kirk, I'm not going to let you go without uh, hearing a couple words of wisdom from you about your your kind of pet technology, which is shopping campaigns. Um, just over the next couple of minutes, what what's going on recently that you think our listeners should know about if uh, if they're doing shopping campaigns? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so definitely one of the huge things right now that's that's been happening is the smart shopping, mm-hmm. um, which is is literally. The, I mean, this is Google for the first time really saying, "Hey, we're going to toss out this black box 
push one button automation and see what happens. <laughs> uh-huh. um, this is, to my knowledge, uh, maybe someone is familiar with something that they've done, but to my knowledge, this is probably the most automated thing Google has ever done, has pushed out. Yeah, I agree um, with you. I agree with you. E- in my opinion, even more automated than AdWords Express, because um, even then, at least you could do a few things. Shopping is uh, smart. Shopping is automated, um, yep. and so we've been, you know, we've been testing this out on a few clients. Um, uh, so far, we've seen it work really, really well, and then after a couple of months, ROAS started to tank, and that was even trying to work with. Google reps and, and you know try to figure it out too. Um, Interesting. And so otherwise, otherwise the other tests we've been doing, we've not seen it work really at all. <laughs> um, so which I'm I'm delighted to report that because I don't like fully <laughs> black box automation. But hey, we wanted to give it a try for sure, and I think we'll probably keep keep trying it. Um, but I, t- to me, part of the thing, what I would say, I guess, for someone who wants to do shopping well is I think having a great mix of both really smart organizing to your campaigns so that you're able to bid by, by queries, as well as testing some form of like target ROAS or, you know, hey, there might be some things that Google can do great with some, some of that smart bidding. So work that in kind of a combined mix thing. Great. Test that. Um, I think smart shopping partially too because it's such uh, it's it's pulling in all these channels. It's pulling in YouTube and display and search and all this stuff. Um, it's just too. I think it's too. I think it's too mixed right now. So. Okay. Well, um, I've got probably more limited experience with it than you do. I've got it on two clients, and both of them, I would say that the incremental. Uh, sales incremental revenue has been about 20% and both of them have averaged in excess of the ROAS target <clears throat> in other words cool. yeah, yeah. Uh, so um, here's, my theory is that uh, we weren't doing shopping campaigns on Gmail for example and that with the added uh, reach, there's almost inevitable. Well, maybe maybe inevitable is too too generous a word, but uh, with added reach came uh, incremental revenue for these clients. Mm-hmm. Interesting, but uh, yeah, you know, maybe it doesn't last forever. Maybe it, uh, the the uh, Google juice wears off somehow. I, I don't know, right? And that's part of it on anything new um, because we're also getting to a little bit of a weird time for e-commerce because yes. we are getting close enough to the holidays where user behavior is already starting to shift sometimes in weird ways. Good point, good point. So, like, I, I agree. I mean, there's just this <laughs> – um, I'm not ready to, to, you know, to call it quits and just – forever hate it um but i'd I'd like to give it a little bit of a try again kind of post holidays after everything is done being crazy sure hey did you did you write something about promotion extensions oh yeah yeah i did yeah so google just released an update to the tool for how you make uh for how you add promotions in google shopping and google merchant center it is way better now um so, you know, if, if someone has promotions they want to run on shopping, 
uh, check out that new tool. It walks you through. You can you can right there set it to specific product brands. You don't have to attach a promotion ID in the feed uniquely anymore. Um, you know, for if if you're able to use the filters provided by Google. So yeah, it's it's slick. I like it. It's a little bit of an odd duck in that uh, it's a, it, it's it's something that shows up in the AdWords ads, but the controls for it are in the Google Merchant Center. So you, you've got to kind of uh, shift gears there, uh, shift user interfaces a little bit. Um, but I think you'd agree that anybody that's doing shopping should be doing promotion extensions. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Especially as you're getting to this point of the year, you know, definitely test them out. Definitely. Hey, we are almost out of time, so I wanted to make sure that we heard uh, from you where where our listeners can see you speak next. Yeah, so I think I don't know if other than Hero Comp Philly, I have anything else planned yet. But I'm starting to get pitches out for 2019. Uh, I believe Hero Comp Philly though is locked in. So cool, excellent. Well, look, thank you for coming on. Uh, I already look forward to the next time, and uh, happy holidays to you and your family. Yeah, thanks, David. Really appreciate it, and thanks for having me. You're welcome. And listeners, same to you. Thanks for coming, and come on back next time for another episode of PPC Rockstars. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.